Hip hop was good. Hip hop was good. Hip hop, what is good? It's your boy Rob Diggy in the building, or also known as at the real Rob Diggy on IG, for another episode of our journey of the progression of hip hop, season four, the new millennium. And we're taking a stop in Queens, New York, to talk about this guy behind me. If you all don't know what those are, those are two quarters, which equals 50 cent. So 50 cent, uh, Curtis Jackson, man, came by storm in the mid 2000s and that is our topic of discussion for today so glad to have you guys with us um happy early holidays then we're going into the holiday season uh here in the next couple of weeks so i uh, hope everybody's doing well staying safe out there hope you get your booster shots if you're eligible go and take care of yourselves and uh i have a special guest that's going to come on board to discuss 50 cent with me and he goes by the name of satisfied now satisfied is not a stranger to this platform uh, i've interviewed satisfied alone by himself in the DB series, The Journey. He was on our DMX episode, which is one of our highest viewed episodes on our channel and downloads. Um, he is a phenomenal talent. And I'm not gonna say he's an MC, he's a, a phenomenal talent. He does all kinds of different things. I don't wanna talk about too much of his story. I'll let you guys hear from him, the man himself, but he just dropped an album on November 12th called This Is Who I Am. It's on all streaming platforms. You guys go out there, check it out, support this brother. If you see my IG, you see that I posted one of his songs on there that I like. And I listened to this album, you guys, yesterday. Uh, today is November 14th, November 13th. I listened to the album eight times in a row. I absolutely love this project. So if you guys are a fan of hip hop, a fan of music he does a little bit of everything for everybody uh it's a dope project go out there and support this brother he's killing it and let me bring him in so you all can meet him making his third appearance on the platform his first time for season four this is mr satisfied satisfied was good talk to the people man and go to introduce yourself and talk to him about a little bit about the album real quick bro what's good yo what's up rob thanks for having me on the show um of my name my name is satisfied aka christopher edmonds that's my government name um, uh, pretty much I'm a rapper, singer, songwriter from Springfield, Illinois. Um, pretty much, uh, I dropped my new album. This is who I am. My second studio album, uh, pretty much I'm a lot of people mainly classify me as a rapper, but with this album, I feel like they're going to classify me as mainly as an artist. Cause it's the album is hip hop and rock, like, but it leans a little bit more towards hip hop a little bit, but there is quite a bit of rock element, a lot of rock elements on the album. So pretty much, uh, yeah, this is who I am. My new album, it's out now, available on all stream platforms, iTunes, Spotify, Apple Music, YouTube. Go listen to that. You, it will mean the world to me, so. It would mean the world to me as well. You guys go out and support this brother, man. Uh, the, the music is actually good. Now, I will tell you all, if anybody knows me personally, and I told him this before we started, I said, Satisfied, the album was trash, I would tell you. So I, I, want, I would not sugarcoat it, but it is a very <laughs> solid album. It's very introspective. So it's, he's giving you who he is. That's exactly what the title means. So you guys go out there and check it out. You'll see the little mantra come up, uh, a snapshot of the actual album cover. So you guys go out there and check it out. But Today's discussion is about Curtis 50 Cent Jackson. And I got a lot of stuff that me and Satisfy are going to talk about when it comes to 50 Cent. One of my favorite uh, rappers that just loves to be in the middle of shit. That's the way I like to talk about when it comes to 50 Cent. So let's roll the tape, talk about the tale of the tape for 50 Cent. Uh, governor named Curtis Jackson, uh, three American Music Awards, three BT Awards, two VMAs, three Source Awards, one time BT Hip Hop Awards. 
13-time Billboard Award winner, one Grammy, 73 uh, awards in total. So obviously you all did not read all 73 of them off uh, for the sake of time. Been in 28 movies. He is Canon from uh, Canon. I'm sorry, from Power. Uh, he has the albums that we're going to discuss for this particular episode is, of course, everybody's favorite, Get Rich or Die Trying, released in February of 2003, a nine times platinum album out the gate. Uh, what up, gangsta? Patiently waiting. Many men. Everybody knows in the club. Heat. If I can't back down. P.I.M.P. Twenty one questions. I mean, the whole album is a classic. I absolutely love Get Rich or Die Trying. Uh, this is a classic album. Went nine times platinum, and then two years later, in March of two thousand five, he dropped the Massacre, which had uh, this is fifty. Piggy Bank, which was a, you know, kind of subliminal disc to Jada, Kiss, and Fat Joe at the time. Uh, what else we got? We got Gatman and Robin featuring Eminem. Candy Shop, Out of Control, Disco Inferno, and Just a Little Bit. That went six times platinum. And then September 11th of 2007, which was a significant day in hip-hop. I'll talk about why that is here in a second. Uh, that's when he released Curtis, and that is a one-time platinum album, but that actually has one of my favorite 50 Cent albums, and that's I Get Money. I love I Get Money. That's my shit. Uh, Come and Go featuring Dr. Dre. AO Technology featuring uh, Justin Timberlake and Timbaland. Uh, Peep Show featuring Eminem. And the reason why September 11, 2007 is significant is because that's the same day that Kanye West dropped his graduation album. And during that time, if anybody remembers, they were being featured together a lot. Like they were on BET together, like kind of have like a album album kind of wars or battle or whatever during that time. Like Kanye West and 50 Cent were dropping the same albums on the same day. Kanye West ended up winning that battle because it went on and was a very, very successful album uh, for Kanye West. We'll get to that later on. And then the last album during this era is Before I Self-Destruct, which was released in November 2009. That was a gold album. I didn't write any tracks off from that album. It just didn't really stick to my ribs as much as the other albums did. So we may or may not talk about that one too much. Satisfied, depending upon if you want to venture into it. I myself didn't really listen to it, to be honest. Uh, during the week, I just felt like um the kind of the sizzle kind of fizzled out once we got to that album um but nonetheless 50 cent in the 2000s you guys if you guys flashback and remember um especially 2003 when this man released in the club i don't care where you were sitting at if you were in your car if you were in the gas station if you were in the club if you were at work you were hearing in the club everywhere. And I would definitely want to talk about that here um, in a little bit. So Satisfy, it's so good to have you on, my good brother. Thank you for joining me. And let's jump into it, man. So when we think about 50 Cent, what's the first thing that comes to your mind in regards to his significance to hip-hop? Oh, he's one of the last Mohicans. Like, what I mean by that is someone that always kept it real. Like, just he just did not give a fuck like right. what people thought he he was like this is how i'm doing my thing like and like with beef and all the people like yeah a lot of rappers beef with people but 50 he, he backed that shit up like he he wasn't afraid he, he was gonna tell you that he he was the big dog like and i remember in um his song high all the time which is one of my favorite songs by him yeah. off get richard died trying like he's had a line where he says um don't quote me if I'm wrong. I'm kind of like trying to like paraphrase it to the best of my ability. <laughs> paraphrase. Where, uh, it's all good, man. <laughs> yeah. Where uh, pretty much uh, he said that I can go at Jigga and Nas both for the throne. Like, and yeah. if anyone remembers, Jay and Nas were the biggest thing 
at and hip hop at, at the time, which I mean, they still are. They're still they're legends, no doubt. But like at the time, having like a newcomer like Fifty coming and say that like so confidently, yeah, and just like you know, it just like spoke to like his character and like how he presented himself, really. So yeah, yeah. And speaking about Jay, I I, re- I remember seeing a soundbite this week uh, when Jay was on. I think it was the Breakfast Club. He was saying that. Um, to tell everybody on, on the label, uh, Rockefeller time, hey, get all your stuff out. Because I heard this guy upstairs, his name's 50 yep. Cent, and he's coming. He's coming. He's coming. <laughs> so get all your stuff out now. Because once he comes out, and then and then, he, then what he says in the, in the actual video clip, he says, and then in the club drops, and then everything changed. And that's exactly what happened in 2003. To go exactly to your point, Jay-Z was big. Nas was big. Ja Rule was big. I mean, there were so many big rappers uh, that were out, but 50 Cent literally flipped hip hop on his head. And we kind of saw it coming, right? So when I first heard 50 Cent, uh, he made a track called How to Rob, which I think was releasing maybe early, late 99, going into, into the new millennium 2000. Him and the mad rapper, you know, kind of playing around how he would rob MCs and famous people and stuff like that. So I was like, oh, that's cool. It's kind of clever. You know, I like you know, create some buzz for yourself. And then, you know, he went from there and, you know, he coined the, fa- the phrase 50 Cent from actual street hustler named 50 Cent. Um, so to get that out the way, too. So that's where he got the coin the name from. And then he got shot, unfortunately. Then he it pretty much like with him getting shot, pretty much resurrected himself. He, he resurrected himself and then he comes back and he connects with um dr dre and eminem like like really like the two of the biggest names in hip-hop at that time uh you know co-sign you they sign you to interscope with jimmy Iovine, and and he just blew up and that's what made get rich or die trying like so triumphant like you could hear that everywhere so satisfied speaking about get rich or die trying which actually is it's not one of the best hip-hop albums but it's one of my favorite ones and the reason why i say that is because it's not I mean, we'll talk about 50 here. He's not the best lyricist or he's not going to say anything introspective or nothing like that, but he's going to get your head bobbing. He's going to get you thinking. He's going to get you moving. And my question is, what is your thoughts on Get Rich or Die Trying? How did you feel when you first heard that album for the first time? I mean, the first time, well, I mean, first, let's go all the way back. First time I heard of In The Club, the lead single off the album, Yeah, it was, it was the music video for it. Yeah. Like, you know, the music video starts and I saw Eminem and Dr. Dre. And of course I'm big fans of them. So I'm like, oh shit, Dre and Eminem. <laughs> and then pretty much what made the song good was the video because it started in the beginning. All of a sudden it goes to this one room, 50s upside down. And because that everyone wanted to be upside down talking shit. And then all of a sudden he's saying, go, go shawty it's your birthday i'm like what the fuck is this but then like eventually it leads into the course where mm-hmm. it's him lloyd banks i think tony ayo just tony ayo yeah 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 and you hear that chorus bang and you're like oh shit like this is something all right and then get rich or die trying drops and man like that was such a great album like definitely one of the greatest hip-hop albums of all time one of my favorites uh like yours and pretty much like I told you this off camera, but um, when I first got it, I would play the album on my stereo on the back deck and 21 questions would come on. And of course, I had to get the clean version because I was still too yeah. young. to listen. <laughs> so and uh, pretty much 21 questions would come on. And pretty much once you hear 50 say New York City, you are now riding like you just want to sing along to it. And pretty much like along with Nate Dogg singing the chorus like. Yeah. It made me want to sing like Nate Dogg, but I fucking couldn't. But, like, I mean, that album, it, it was just so good. Like, 
such a great album. And like on patiently waiting, like the part like 50, actually, if he wanted to say some dope shit, he really did. Like on patiently waiting, he has the most quotable line I've ever heard. Like everyone quotes this line all the time where he says, you shouldn't throw stones if you live in a glass house. And if you've got a glass jaw, you should watch your mouth. Yeah. Like once once you heard that, you're like, oh, shit. Like I remember this one, like this one YouTuber that I watch that does commentary for hip hop. Whenever he reports on like crazy shit, it brings up that line to like relate to it. Like he'll be like, and I'll say it again. In the words of 50, you shouldn't throw stones if you live in a glass house. And if you got got if you got a glass jaw, you should watch your mouth. Yeah. And yeah. like just su- such a great album, man. Like definitely a classic for sure. It is, I thought, man. I, definitely- I, thought it was, I thought it went diamond. No, it did not. Nine times. Actually, 8.4 million education of Lauren Hill. Uh, yep. Kind of give you some context around that. But it's a very select list. Very select list to sell 10 million albums. So he's almost there. But like I said, I wouldn't be surprised in the next, you know, five to 10 years, he'll sell the extra one point at whatever million to, to reach the plateau. But uh, man, I remember listening to that album. I remember what I remember about Give It to Die Trying is if you do something simple, it's very catchy. And when you're like, go shawty. It's a bur- like like who would think about that, right? That's kind of yeah. kind of cornyish in a way, right? But it's catchy. The the key phrase is catchy. And then when you got Dr. Dre on the beat with that infectious drums, the snares, I mean, that's probably one of the best hip hop beats ever created in history. Like in hip hop history, I would say just you can put that on right now and you'd be like, and you're still gonna bob your head. Like to this day, you know, 18 years later when it first came out, and that's because one of those those songs that's timeless. But you brought up something uh, satisfied that I want, do want to touch well, on it for the audience. And, yeah, sure, go ahead, brother. Go ahead, go ahead. I'm sorry, since we're on the end of club topic, let's here. Here's another quotable bar by 50 where he says, I remember Banks told me, go ahead, switch your style up. And if they hate, then let them hate and watch the money pile up. up. Yeah. Like that, yeah. like that, that end part of the quote, I remember when Instagram first started and you would see all these hot girls that you discover on the explore <laughs> page, they post a thirst trap and they literally say that in the caption. Like damn near every caption on their photo said, if they hate them, let them hate and watch the money pile up. And this is like years later. I'm yeah. like another horrible by 50 right there. So, so maybe I could and- be incorrect. Wow. Maybe I have been corrected by saying 50 doesn't have any quotables. Maybe I stand correct. I'm at the stand. Uh, I'm at the knock myself off the ledge on that satisfied. You got me rethinking that shit now, man. Like, damn, maybe 50 Cent does have some bars in there that stick to the ribs. And I like, I get money. That's just my shit. Like that, when he brought, I get money. Like that, that's, that's my joint, man. Like, well, I, and I love with that. I, with I get money, it has the greatest hip hop sample of all time. Yeah. Top yeah. yeah. Audio yeah from too. Audio too. Yeah. And that's like my, one of my favorite hip hop songs of all time. Like yeah. whenever you, you hear what more can I say? I'm top villain yeah great one of the greatest quotables of all yeah, time for real man like yeah audio 2 did their thing man and 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 it does really that don't know where that song actually sampled from this audio 2 top billing uh which is what satisfied referring to but that's my favorite 50 cent joint but i want to go back um a little bit here satisfy and talk about some of the things that you mentioned in some of his quotables um and i want to get your opinion about this is do you think all right we're thinking about the mid 2000s or the early 2000s so right so we're thinking about the mcs that were hot during that time you know ja jay nas i think jada dropped during that time with the uh long kiss uh long kiss good night a uh, goodbye rather um trying to think who else was out. there was like a lot of sizzling around there but there was no gangster rap like there was no like pure gangster rap in hip-hop i think that 50 Cent brought that back. What is your opinion about that? Do you think 50 Cent brought back or resurrected the genre of gangster rap uh, with the dropping of Get Rich or Die Trying? 
Well, I mean, we got to, you know, think about this. This is the early 2000s. So like the only access we have to listening to any rappers is through, you know, the radio or MTV. Like the only, I'm sure that there were underground rappers that were doing gangster rap, but they probably didn't have like a big enough push, like what 50 did. So, I mean, I guess you could say 50 brought attention back to gangster rap since he had such a big platform and big outlet and all that but yeah like i mean when you heard 50 rap you know it he, he was really about it you know it wasn't no no fake shit like i mean this guy went to jail i mean he done some other stuff and all that like i mean he preaches everything that he was about so right. you know you got to respect the authenticity of uh curtis jackson yeah i mean no question and 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 i bring it up is because at a time in hip hop where, um, I mean, we had we had you know we had some hits and we had Nelly and we had a lot of a lot of partying going on. But to me, in my opinion, in the early 2000s, 50 Cent brought brought back like the hardcore gangster rap with Get Rich or Die Trying. And then what else he was really good at? And I want to get your opinion about this. Satisfy is 50 Cent was always like the antagonizer, like always like throwing darts at people and like just pissing people off for no reason. He, he's actually really still good at it right now to this day. So shout out to 50 <laughs> for still staying true to himself and still pissing people off. You know, last I mean? of but, weekend, yeah. yeah, man, he's just, he's just like, he's, a, he's, he's like the last of a dying breed. He's just that guy that's just going to antagonize you. So the way that 50 got on is by going at other rappers. So do you think that is a formula? Do you think that, you know, Iveen was like, you know, a 50, um, I think I'm gonna have you go ask some other rappers for you to get on, and that's gonna, you know, strat- you know, push you into the stratosphere. Uh, of course, everybody knows the story of him and Ja Rule, uh, who are still not on the best of terms in 2021. Let's get that out there, first and foremost. Uh, but man, shout out to Ja Rule, his contributions to hip hop. But when 50 Cent came out, you guys, and uh, when I heard "Back Down" for the first time. I was like, yo, I don't know, Ja. I don't know if Ja Rule can survive that, man. Like, I mean, he really, really put it on Ja on back down. Um, but that's that's my personal opinion about it. But I mean, and that and it seems like after that, Ja just he couldn't get he couldn't get his momentum back that he built up, you know, being the guy in front of the scenes, and 50 really knocked him off the horse at the time. But what's your opinion satisfied about 50 Cent being the like the antagonizer in hip hop during that time? I mean, like the part where he said, you know, maybe Jimmy Iovine or someone told him, hey, if you do this, you know, so and so. I don't think he had to have anyone tell him how to do it. I think he just fucking did it and just didn't give a shit. Like, and also another part of it is like, you know, it's hip hop competitive, you know, like 50 is competitive. And he wants to show people that, you know, at that time, I'm pretty sure still now that he's the fucking best and you know, he he's doing this shit. So, yeah. you know, if he comes at you, you better be prepared for, for some shit. Yeah. He's going to dig deep too, man. Like he's not going to like come at you. He might come at you like with a dart on the surface, but he's going <laughs> to, he's going to do some homework on you. He's going to figure some things out. He's going to find things out. You don't want to get out to the public. He is that kind of guy, but you got to respect that. You got to respect it. You got to respect the, the, um, the artsmanship, the showmanship, the uh, and you may not agree, you may not like it, you may love him or hate him. You know, same thing when I talked about the game a couple weeks ago. Another guy, you love him or you hate him. He's just one of those rappers where it's in that boat. I actually love Fifty Cent. Um, I like I said, I get money. I can play that all day long. But to me, satisfied. I want to get your last opinion about this. When he got to the massacre, when he got to Curtis, he started to 
get away a little bit from the gangster rap, like the gangster persona in a sense. And I don't know if that worked in his favor. The album sales in front of me says that it didn't work in his favor. The album sales said that, uh, we wanted more of the gangster rap. He started experimenting with, with Ja Rule, which ironically, right? which knocked Ja Rule off his horse. But then what does he do? He turns around and starts doing the same thing that Ja Rule was actually doing, mixing hip hop and R&B. So how ironic is that? He knocks him off for being mixing R&B. And then he turns around and does the same thing, making songs with Justin Timberlake and, you know, uh, what, what else? He had another song uh, with, uh, uh, I think it was the Candy Shop, where he's kind of like singing a little bit, having melodicness to his songs. I'm like, hold up, like, haven't we heard this before? Like, <laughs> so I was like, have we heard this before? So like, I'm like, damn, 50. So how do, so what makes it so different from what Jiver's doing and now he's doing it. So it's like, I don't know what your opinion about that is or our audience opinion about that is. I'd love to hear from you guys. Uh, send me your thoughts on if you think that 50 uh, kind of stole it, made it his, and then kind of buried Ja Rule in the process. I don't know. who. I mean, who's to say? I'm not sure. But satisfied, I definitely want to hear your opinion about this. So as he got further in his career, making music and he's starting using melodic tones and uh you know using a little bit of harmonizing and things like that and you're like wow like wait haven't we heard this before but he kind of did it his way but the album sells as i mentioned in front of me you say that the audience didn't really perceive that so what is your did you perceive that as authenticity or was he doing too much experimentation going further along into the 2000s i mean with 50 like you need to remember that he had a shitload of other ventures like along with his music you know let's not forget nice. one nice. of the greatest hip-hop groups of all time g unit i know nice. that he says that he he i think he regretted g unit but like g unit was so impactful and so influential you know like lloyd banks one of the greatest rappers of all time underrated and, uh, underrated yeah. for sure for sure and then tony yayo an amazing hype man yep. you know like definitely like tony yayo is like the perfect friend that everyone should have like he's stuck by 50 side throughout all these years all shit, yeah, yeah like i mean a lot of people nowadays a lot of people nowadays are so disloyal as fuck but tony but you everyone needs a tony yayo and their yeah, life no doubt like you don't you don't need tony yayo exactly you just need <laughs> someone that's similar to him that yeah, version of that yeah yeah, yeah 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 and of course young buck he brought like that southern swag to it like i don't i don't, I don't think people use the word swag anymore but fuck it i'm gonna use it now yeah we're gonna do that um, anyway. whatever man yeah but yeah, Young Buck, he had that Southern swag to him that like made like it completely different because he's rapping alongside a bunch of East Coast rappers. Right. And everything. But uh, yeah, I mean, you had G Unit, Beg for Mercy, great album. Yep. I want to get to know you with featuring Joe, classic. Classic? I, I'd be trying to sing like Joe, but that doesn't work. You know, <laughs> I want to get to know you. <laughs> and then also, like, yeah, with the G Unit brand, he had G Unit shoes on, I think, with Reebok. Yep. You got it. Yep. Yep. Like if anyone remembers NFL Street 2 on the PlayStation yep. 2, yep. like pretty much for your team or whatever for the sports shoes, there's G Unit sports shoes in that game. And then like he had, I think he eventually did a deal with Vitamin Water where he made a he shit did. ton of money he did. off that. He did. So I think mainly like with 50, I think all of it just happened so fast to where like he was just maybe. I mean, I can't speak on his behalf. Only he can tell. But like maybe from like the outside looking in, he there was so much going on that he probably did his best to keep keep up with it. And that mainly probably resulted into like what happened with like his album sales or whatever. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, maybe too many outside ventures to concentrate on music, which is fine. And we've seen a lot of rappers do that, right? We've seen a lot of rappers uh 
you know, do great at music and then the venture off and do other parts of entertainment or uh, endorsements and things like that. So it's not uncommon anymore as it used to be. Back in the day, it was called selling out. Now what are we doing? Now everybody's doing it, right? Now everybody wants to sell out to make more money. So it's, it's, it's so ironic. I'm selling the fuck out right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's so ironic how hip hop does a 360, man. Like back in the day, that was called selling out. Now, you know, it's now it's acceptable behavior, right? But yeah. Um, my, my last thing that I'm going to pass to satisfy for this, um, and to close us out about 50 cent and his significance to hip hop culture and why he has an episode on this show is I think if you were to flash back to the 2000s satisfy, um, when you think about your frame of mind and hip hop, how 50 cent came out and how he was able to turn hip hop on his head. Talk to me about his lasting legacy in music. So what do you think about 50 Cent now in 2021, you know, is he now he's not as what I would say he's not as impactful, but he's still on the radio. You guys, he's still on the radio. He's still doing music. Um, I mean, I think he's he has a uh, stuff out there with uh, but uh, was it Pop Smoke? He's 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 doing uh, music with him. Uh, God rest his soul. Uh, to Pop Smoke. Um, and he was a phenomenal uh, up and coming rapper, and still did work with him. So talk to me about his legacy. Satisfied. What is it? What do you? What would you say to someone? about 50 Cent's legacy? I mean, like a lot of people probably have mixed reviews about his legacy just because of everything that he's done with the controversies and all that. Yeah. But like, in my opinion, like, I mean, he's, he's a legend. Like, it's kind of like how I look at Eminem now. It's like a lot of people don't fuck with Eminem's new music a whole lot because yeah. I, I don't know. But like, at, at the end of the day, I'm still a legend and like, because I look at them like legends, like I'm going to support whatever they do, like going forward, whether it's like either if they want to step away from music or focus on some other ventures. I know 50s got, you know, power and M's got, M recently opened up the spaghetti shop in Detroit yep. and all yep. that, like as a fan and me being a fan of them for so long, I'm always going to like support them at the end yep. of the day. So, but yeah, 50s a legend, man. Like you can't, like I, I know he's probably some somewhere different, you know, far as like relevancy. I mean, he's still pretty relevant, but like at the end of the day, you know, you can't forget that classic "Get Rich or Die Trying" album. And like a lot of people, like I don't know, did did a lot of people kind of like not mess with the massacre a whole lot because it was kind of a decent album. Like yeah. I, I know that. Uh, you know, Candy Shop with Olivia was pretty big. Yeah. And uh, Out of Control was, uh, Out of Control is pretty underrated as a record. I agree. And then uh, Disco Inferno, like I remember the music video for that, man. <laughs> and I think, I think Nick Cannon was in the music video. Yeah, Nick Cannon's in the like video. Yeah. I'm like, what the fuck's Nick Cannon doing there? But it's 50. He, he is probably like, hey, Nick, come on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I mean, like at the end of the day, 50's a legend. You know, you can't forget everything that he's like contributed to hip hop it's like his presence overall he, he's he his presence i feel like is more of is is a legacy as well along yeah with i agree he's got that he's got that persona he's got that that million dollar smile and and we love 50 on this platform i still bump 50 to this day you guys and I, like yep. i said i get money 
It, that's my shit, man, all day long. But satisfied. It has been a pleasure, my good brother, talking with you this afternoon. And hopefully our audience got something out of this conversation. And, of course, you all can get at me on social media. Send me your thoughts, uh, what you thought about the episode. Or if you want to chime in, it's all good. We take all comers. However, it is time to start wrapping things up. And how we have been paying homage and all throughout Season 4 is paying homage to the life and memory of Brianna Taylor. So, satisfied, you could join me with your right arm in the air. I'm going to say Justice 4, you say Breonna Taylor, but say that chant three times so that her life and legacy still lives on to this day. So Justice 4. Breonna Taylor. Justice 4. Breonna Taylor. Justice 4. Breonna Taylor. Justice 4, Breonna Taylor. Rest in peace, my mom. We miss you. We love you. And to all of the others that we have lost due to social injustice in the United States of America, her memory is never, ever going to be lost. Uh, so with that in mind, uh, satisfied, my good brother, the third time on the platform, first time this season. So happy to have you aboard. Thank you for uh, being on this week, man. Who are your shout outs going to, brother? Who you want to shout out this week, man? Uh, shout out to you. And, uh, oh, word, for, man. Thank you, brother. Appreciate it, man. Yep. You and uh, your wife, Jess. Uh, thank you for you know, being good friends and major supporters of just me and my music and just like me in general as a person and all that. Um, shout out to the DGA2 audience. You guys are awesome. Keep supporting Rob and Jess on what they're doing. They got some good shit going on. Um, then uh, my mom, my dad, my sister, Kelsey, uh, Dion Brown, my manager. Dion, if you're watching this, shout out to you. Thank shout you for- Dion, word. Yep, uh, shout out to all of Deep End Co, DB Entertainment. And uh, last but not least, new album out now. This is who I am. Available to purchase and stream on all platforms. Go listen to that, or you don't have to. I'm not pointing a gun to your head telling you to do it. <laughs> you know, it's totally up to you. Yeah, but you'll be missing out if you're not, right? It's, it's definitely a solid album, you guys. And I hate to keep coining the phrase, but um, it's it's a really really good album. So if you want to listen to good music, go check out Satisfied album. It just dropped on November 12th. It's called This Is Who I Am. It's on all streaming platforms. Go check it out for yourself. He's on Instagram as well. I'll have his IG on the descriptions if you guys can link up with him. Uh, Satisfied, I don't know how often you get uh, new fans that reach out to you on IG. Are they able to reach out to you? Can they send you DMs? Can they slide in your DMs and send you stuff? Or like, how are you open oh, yeah. your IG? Are you good with that? <laughs> yeah, don't send me any thirst traps though. I'll deny those. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so keep it clean if you guys want to reach out to Satisfy. But, uh, man, my shout-outs are short. First off, shout-out to Satisfy. Uh, thank you, brother, for coming on today, man, uh, giving me your expertise. Uh, always love that about your hip-hop mind, your hip-hop knowledge. Uh, it's always deep, and uh, love to have you back on when we get further along into the whichever other artists we're going to feature. Uh, oh, yeah. Shout-out to Dion Brown, DeBenko, the whole DeBenko crew. Uh, mad love to all you guys. Uh, Shout-out to 36 and Brimstone for the Black Coffee song dedicated to me. I love y'all, yeah. motherfuckers, man. I love y'all, man. Y'all some crazy <laughs> bastards, but I love y'all, man. So thank you guys for that. Um, shout out to Jessica the Queen, Queen B, uh, Miss Connected Dots. Shout out to her. All this can be possible without her. Uh, shout out to my kids. Shout out to my grandkids. Shout out to God. And shout out to everybody, man. Stay safe out there, you guys. All right. Hey, COVID isn't over with yet. So make sure you guys protect yourselves. And um, let's see. Next week, next week, we take one last trip to my hometown of Atlanta, Georgia, and talk about Mr. T.I. Tip Harris. I cannot wait for that episode next week. So you guys tune in next week. So stay safe, stay humble, stay good. And as always, say hip hop. All right, y'all be good out there. See you soon. One number zero. Peace.